Thank you for joining us this evening. It's Tuesday, the 10th day of November, and you're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML from Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That's Pomona, California. I want to thank you for, I want to thank God for his goodness and his grace and his mercy that he, that he has placed upon each of us so that we can be inside the pages. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, and there is no better place to be than the Word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God, therefore I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus name. Now, if you've missed any of the messages, please visit ConnectingTruth.org and click God on demand uh, to access the uh, message archives. Now, on Sundays, I've been talking and exhorting about uh, being rapture ready. Now, there are about uh, 15 messages that can save a soul if adhered to. If we apply the word of God, you know, you'll be saved. Um, I'm going to be moving into the rewards of God's elect. So, um, so starting Sunday, we'll be talking about the rewards of God's elect. And in that, I will cover uh, the gifts of the Holy Ghost and heavenly rewards because the rewards are for servitude. Uh, there are different rewards and everyone will not receive the same reward. The main thing is to be saved, but you know, they're, they're great rewards. And obviously God gave those rewards so that we would anticipate and you know, and that's incentive. Uh, we work, we're working for our soul salvation. You know, Christ already did the work, but the Bible also tells us to work out your soul salvation with fear and trembling. And so you have to warfare, you have to fight for your life. You know, if you didn't know this is a war of the anointing, you know, we're on God's side and there is an anointed cherub that was kicked out uh, of his of glory and he is the prince of the air. But he is not a God, uh, maybe to some in the world, but uh, he's not sovereign God. He's a fallen angel and so are demons. The Bible tells us in Psalms 46, 1 through 10, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, 
will we fear? We will not fear. Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, there is a river, the stream whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and the right early, <coughs> excuse me, the heathen rage, the kingdoms were moved and he uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, which desolation he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the ends of the earth. He breaketh the bow. He cutteth the spear and sonder. He maketh, he burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will ex be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Salah. We've been traveling through the book of Ezekiel and hope you are enjoying the ride as much as I am. I have to say Ezekiel uh, requires patience and it provides deep insight uh, on God's feelings. You know, the Lord has feelings as, just like we do. And the Bible said there's not a high priest that cannot be touched by the infirmity of his people. And so the Lord feels, feels and knows our, uh, what we're dealing with, what we face, what we're going to be faced with. You know, our study has not uh, taken us into historical date and times, but uh, it has identified the characteristics and behavior uh, uh, that is behind the events. Why did Israel fall in this situation? Why are those that are mentioned, uh, such as Egypt that we're talking about right now, the king of Pharaoh, why are they in the predicament that they're in? Now, Ezekiel and a few remain dedicated unto the Lord. And that made a difference. That certainly makes a difference. How about you? How about your dedication? Are you dedicated? Are you as dedicated as Ezekiel? Because Ezekiel was asked to do some strange things. And the remnant that was dedicated, uh, you know, they were against the, ma the majority. They were against the masses. But they remained dedicated unto the Lord. And we're in the 31st chapter of Ezekiel, and there has been a shift that we have been dealing with um, for quite some time because the shift went from Israel and what they were doing and what God was doing to get their attention to the nations that rose up against them. And so the 31st chapter, beginning at the first verse, it says, And it came to pass in the 11th year, in the third month, in the first day of the month, that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak unto Pharaoh, unto the king of Egypt, and to his multitude, whom thou art, uh, who art thou in thy greatness? You know, uh, Pharaoh had a, a very big eagle, and so did those that was with him. And the Lord is asking the question, who art thou? Who are you in your greatness? 
Behold, the Assyrians was a cedar in Lebanon with fair branches and with the shadowing shroud and of high statue, and his top was among the brick, the thick burrow. The waters made him great, and the deep set him up on high with rivers running round about his plants, and set her little rivers unto all the trees of the field. Therefore, his height is exalted above all the trees of the field, and his borrow were multiplied, and his branches became long because the multitude of water when he shot forth. All the fowls of heaven made their nest in his borough, and under his branches did all the beasts of the fields bring forth their young, and under his shadow dwelt all great nations. Thus was he fair in his greatness, in the length of his branches, for his root was by great waters. The cedars in the garden of God could not hide him. The fir trees were not like his bar, and the chestnut, uh, the chestnut trees were not like his branches, nor any tree in the garden of God was like unto him in his beauty. I've made him fair by the multitude of his branches, so that all the trees of Eden that were in the garden of God envy him. Therefore, thus said the Lord, thus said the Lord God, because thou hast lifted up thyself, because you lifted up yourself. This is the reason. Look what I've done. I made you fair. I made you stand above everyone else. I exalted you. But because thou hast lifted up thyself in height and have uh, shot up a top among the thick burl and thy heart is lifted up. His heart is lifted up in his height. You know, when we look at what, what God has done, we look at our own success. We look at where we're going, maybe it's education. Um, maybe we've accomplished some things in, uh, on trading in the market, or maybe we've uh, accomplished some things, you know, on our jobs and reached a, the, you know, it's God. The scripture said it's God that brings up one, uh, elevates one and bring down another. And so we have to be careful. Uh, you know, the, the Pharaoh, Pharaoh of Egypt, uh, if you follow along, uh, Egypt itself represents the world. And a pharaoh um, considered himself to be a god. And, you know, when you went into Egypt, you were in the house of God. You know, and but it's God that, it's sovereign God that allows uh, everything that occurs, everything that happens. Nothing escapes the presence of the Lord. And so uh, Egypt's pride, uh, the Bible, uh, Proverbs 16, 18 said, Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. And so pride is defined as a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievement. That's what Pharaoh felt. He had his own achievement, uh, the achievement of those with whom is closely associated and from uh, qualities or possessions that are widely admired. And so all of this existed in Egypt. You know, he had allies 
And one of the mistakes that Israel made was that they sought to be an ally with Egypt after God told them not to. Now, we have to, when, when you're reading Ezekiel and you're talking about Ezekiel, you can't help but go back and think about how did all of this occur? And so you have to keep, you know, the more we rehearse something in our mind, it becomes embedded. And the more we, we think about it, we have to take heed to it, not to be like Israel, not to make alliances with those that the Lord said, don't make alliances with. What the scripture says, uh, evil communication does what? Corrupt good manners. You know, so your good manners is not going to rub off on someone else and cause it. The scripture said that the evil communications is pretty heavy. It's pretty weighty. And so you have to avoid evil communications. You know, you have to protect your heart. You have to guard yourself. And so Israel did not do that. They made alliances with Egypt and Egypt um, had their own plans. Yes, you make an alliance with us, but you know, you know, uh, you would, back in the olden days, I would see movies, olden days, really, you know, the, the 80s, 90s. <laughs> you see movies where the villain is rubbing his hands together like, you know, like you see flies do uh, because he has the evil thought of how he is going to get over on that individual. And that's what Egypt, you know, Pharaoh's thoughts was. Uh, one scripture says that he looked at them, and I'm paraphrasing this, <clears throat> but he looked at them and saw that they were down at the lowest level, and he had plans to take them apart. You know, God has an issue with those that take credit for his works. You know, Israel, was, uh, the king of Egypt, took credit for the work and how God had established him. While, you know, I like this saying, I read this early, and I liked it. It said, while pride causes us to filter out the evil, we see in ourselves it also causes us to filter out god's goodness in others and so we what sift them pharaoh wanted to sift uh the children of israel just like satan wanted to sift um peter remember the lord said that that he wanted to sift him uh, but God has already prayed for him. He's already been protected by the word of God. And so pride, pride, pride is dangerous for all of us. It's dangerous. Uh, recall Matthew 7, Matthew 7 and 21 and 23. It says, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven. Many say, will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. This is going to happen because they took credit for God's work. They took credit until they were confronted then confessed his power and ability. You know, every minister, every preacher, no matter what title you have, you know, if you're part of the fivefold ministry or however God uses you, period. Because we're all ambassadors. We've all been called to be witnesses. And you don't have to be a licensed 
minister to for the gifts of the Holy Ghost to be at work. They're, they're at working with whomever God give the, uh, gives the gift to. But we should never take credit. You know, uh, the people that's mentioned in Matthews is that they lived as if they were born with the ability instead of God's grace. We have to recognize it's God. It's God who has done the work in us. It's God that's doing the work. He's sustaining all of us. 1 Corinthians 15 and 10 says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. I think that is the testimony of every minister, every evangelist. You know, the ecclesia as whole, that is the, the testimony, or it should be, that I, it's by the grace of God that I am what I am. You should have seen me before God got hold of me. You know, no matter how good you thought you were, obviously you realize that you were tainted with sin. And it's God that raised you up. It's God's goodness that led you to repentance. So we are, I am, what I am by the grace of God. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. See, those that the Lord spoke and said, I don't know you, is because they allowed his grace to become vain in their lives. It, it didn't mean anything. God forbid that you should do the same. And so we, we look at what God has done and we do what? We want to give him glory and give him praise. Uh, Paul said, I, I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which is, which was with me. You know, and that, that it should be the concern of all of those that are, that are, uh, that fear the Lord, all of those that are sincerely serving him, all of those that are seeking truth is because we're laboring. Our concern is that we're laboring and we're not laboring for salvation you know god has already done the work we're laboring because he called us to labor he gave us assignments to do and 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 the assignments that we do he said don't trust in any don't trust in yourselves don't trust in make alliances illegal alliances with anybody but uh, only line up with the word of god and you know when we line up with the word of god it causes us to meet those that are sincere it causes us to meet those that are that fear the Lord and that are faithful uh, unto Him, serving Him in truth. I, I love the scripture in Malachi that says, "Those that feared the Lord often spoke one to another, and a book of remembrance was written." They all were on one accord. We're all we all should be on one accord, saying the same thing, the same motive same goal in mind and that is that we labor uh, give the best of our diligence to doing what the, the will of God so that he is glorified and that he's praised not just by words but our lives Ephesians 2 and 8 says for by grace you are saved through faith and not of yourselves it is the gift of God you know, I found out not too long ago that repentance uh, was uh, unto life. And grace, you know, uh, through faith is the gift of God. That's, God is awesome. He's awesome. He delivered the children of Israel and they turned to the king of Pharaoh uh, 
he turned to the king, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, instead of God Almighty, the one that delivered them. Now, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and his alliances felt their greatness was accomplished by their own strength. Pharaoh said that uh, the Nile River belonged to him and that he, re uh, he was referred to as a great dragon. You know, that's what the Lord called him. And, and it's also said that he would leave them in the wilderness to dry out and be eaten by other animals. That's what pride will get you. It'll get you taken out of your comfort zone, left in a dry place, and to be abused by something else. That's not what God has pleasure in. But pride will cause you to wind up there. God is spending a... a uh, intensive amount of time chasing Egypt, you know, in the multitude for their plot to ruin his elect. The same will be true of this world, the prince of the air and the multitude that have set their sights on destroying God's people. Now, um, there is a plan. There is, because the word of God says that there is, and that's how we know that. But the Lord says in, in Isaiah 42 and 8, you know, for those that um, that they insulted the Lord. Remember, the Lord said what? That he raised them up. He raised the, the tree to, uh, in the scripture there, he says that he was raised up above. I made him fair by the multitude of his branches and that all the trees of Eden that were in the garden envied him. And that went to his head. And so uh, the Bible says, I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory will I not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. And well, it doesn't make sense to, to do that, you know, to have graven images and to glorify that image that was made, purchased. You know, because that's not God. That's not sovereign God. No one can take the credit of creation and the events that has that that transpired. Everything works out for for God and them that love the Lord. Everything, everything is working for our good. No matter you may not think it is. I found out myself that things happen in our lives, and you know, um, and whether it's something that you did that you triggered it. Or something that you didn't do. If God knows how to take that and work it uh, to your benefit. All you have to do is stay in line with the word of God. Isaiah 45, 7, uh, it says, I formed the light and created and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Drop down ye heavens from above and let the sky pour down righteousness. Let the earth open and let them bring forth salvation and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Uh, you know, when, we, when, we, when our hearts become filled with pride and we start doing things contrary to the word of God, we become strifling. And so the word of God says, woe unto him that strive with his master. Israel uh, 
uh, striving against God's word. You know, Paul was told it's hard to kick against the prayer. And he had a life-changing experience. And thank God for changing our lives. You know, we, we found out, some of you like me found out it's hard to go against God's word. And Israel constantly was going against his word. And Egypt uh, went against his word and tried to take advantage of, of Israel. Scripture says, let the pot, uh, the pot shirt, uh, strive with the pot shirt of the earth, you know, the clay. Don't let the clay is trying to strive with really as clay. Do we really have a, a hand up on the Lord? Shall the clay say to him that fashioned it, uh, what makest thou or thy work? He hath no hands. Romans 8. 27 and 28 says, and he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And he knoweth that all things, all things, everything, all, all things work together for them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. Pharaoh and his allies the world and the multitude are working against God elect, but that's that's working for good. Let me tell you, someone has to fulfill the scripture. Either they're fulfilling it in a positive way, or they're fulfilling it in, in what is and what is going to result in uh, a separation. We can say positive, negative. You know, you want to be on the positive side of things. And the only way to do that is to give him glory and to give him praise. How do we do that? By the life that we live, by staying committed unto him. Isaiah uh, 54, 16 and 7 says, Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals of the fire and bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the uh, waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee, who, me, who, you, it's not going to prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee, me, against you, in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Now, the only way to accomplish that is to live the life that God has called us to live, to be the people that he has called us uh, to be. And so he said, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, said the Lord. So see, this particular scripture is not meant for everyone. It's meant for those that are serving the Lord. It's not meant for someone that believe in God. It's, that's not enough. It's meant, the rewards that are mentioned here are for those that are uh, his servants and their righteousness is of him. We're living the Lord told Ezekiel, and I love this, he said, those that keep my commandments shall live in them. And that's what you want to do. Keep the commandments of the Lord. Get to know them. Live in them. That's the only way you're going to live in them is if you know them. You know, we each of us, the Bible said, happy are the people who God is the Lord. Aren't you glad to be God's elect? Uh, you know, his elect lady, his man of, uh, of valor. You know, standing firm on his word. We're God's elect. We're his people. And so we don't need to make alliances with anyone. 
remember, some most many of us have already tried to make alliances with so many other things, you know, and it didn't work out. We found out the hard way. But now we know better. And since we know better, we should walk with our heads up knowing that he is the Lord. Uh, can nobody make this claim uh, when their heart is lifted up? But when you're humble and you're walking in humility and you seek to save and not destroy, when you're fearing the Lord and serving him with sincerity and abiding in truth, in spite of all that is going on, the remnant of Israel was, was yet saying, as for me and my house, the elect of God on November 10th, 2020 is saying, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's not a cliche, but it's something that we're doing. It's not something I heard about, but it's something that I'm experiencing. Uh, the, the scripture tell us that trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. He's going to direct our path because what? We're trusting in him with all our hearts. We're not trusting in Egypt, but we're trusting in the Lord. We're not leaning to our own understanding. You know, our feelings, our flesh, and all that will try to lead us away from God. But we're going to stick with God and his word. And in our all our ways, we're going through our day. We're going to think about him. We're going to have a conversation, a good conversation with him. You know, God understands and, and needs to know when you don't feel good. He knows it. When you feel good, he knows it. And that's the one we're supposed to talk to. We're supposed to talk to the Lord. Remember, the scripture said that uh, take everything to him in prayer. When we're burdened down, we should take it to him in prayer. When we're not feeling 100%, you know, we feel in a certain way, we should take it to the Lord. Don't make alliances with anybody. Uh, don't give in to, to your feelings, you know, because remember those feelings, you, you know, you, you've lived now. We know feelings come and go. They come and go, you know, and so don't give in to feelings or anything else that is going to draw you away from the Lord and into alliance with someone else because alliances with anyone else, they have no good. There's no good to it. You know, we're going to humbly walk before the Lord and we're going to give him glory and we're going to give him praise no matter what. We give him glory. With and our good days, and that's what the songwriter said. I've had some good days, <clears throat> I've had some hills to climb, but all of my good days outweigh my bad days because I yet remain committed uh, to the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me, <clears throat> I'm yet committed. Just had a little something go down the wrong pipe there. But I'm committed unto the Lord. I'm committed. I'm committed. Let's stay committed. Let's dedicate ourselves daily. Let's rededicate. Let's crucify this flesh daily. Let's just stay committed unto the Lord. You know, he's the God of our salvation. There's nothing that he won't do for us as long as we're committed. And I hope you feel like me that, you know, all, all I'm looking for, I'm Lord, use me. Use me wherever I am. Save a soul. That's my heart's desire is to see souls saved. You know, delivered from the wrath that is to come. 
but not only that, but to experience the joy of the Lord here and now. There are gifts of different things. I can't wait to start talking about that on Sunday morning. There is a multitude of gifts and experiences that God has called us to, re to receive and to participate in. And so that's why Peter said it was instructed to tell the people about this life. And so we don't want to miss out on any of that. As I said, the book of Ezekiel really lets us know the heart of God. And there's something great that is going to be transpiring, you know, as we as we are shifting uh, with Ezekiel and understanding the heart of God, um, you know, and I'm telling you, I'm just excited for the Lord. And I hope you are, too. Now, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, California. You know, I hope to see you soon. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed in the Lord. Thank you.